Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. And I'm Akomi. What's going on, Akomi? Oh, not much. It seems like uh, it seems like 2021 is really, <laughs> really determined to outdo 2020 so far. <laughs> you know, 2021 is, I think it's kind of an interesting year. It's like, in some ways, it's like, you know, I want to be better than than 2020 and it's like well yeah let's pl- please don't set the bar too high now <laughs> you know? yeah but, but, but same thing it's just like but you know but i want to i want to switch it up on you like uh like i was like oh okay it's 2021 doing pretty good it's like, ah it's like whoa, whoa, whoa what, what, what are you doing what are you doing it's like oh, i'm just messing with you it's, it's, it's cool it's cool or is it you know yeah it seems like it's trying really hard to be better but it doesn't quite know what better is it's like no stop trying to help Oh my God! Stop trying to help. Well, it didn't have a good role model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rachel had to be a year from you. All right, I learned about watching you. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I, I know that we bri- we briefly talked about it over text, and uh, you said that you you'd only looked at the headlines, but you hadn't really read up on the story much. But apparently, yes, I don't know anything about this. Apparently, uh, the fucking stock market is crashing because a bunch of memers on Reddit decided to make a meme out of buying GameStop stock. So, so I saw like game like uh, GameStop stock and something like going up or whatever, and I'm like, and to me, I'm like, well, no, that because. Nobody's nobody shops at GameStop, you know. Yeah, that's that's the point. I mean, Ga- GameStop is like RST Video from Clerks, right? Is they? It's like, but you work at a video store. I work at a shitty video store, right. you know. People that work at GameStop, they go and they buy shit from Best Buy. I mean, that's, well, that's the thing. GameStop is totally one hundred percent a dying business because people don't do brick and mortar game stores anymore. They don't have a need to. You can buy your shit digitally. So plus, plus GameStop has always been kind of like a fucking ripoff place, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't have a good reputation. And so that's the thing, is that like D- I'm sorry, did I tell you did I tell you like the one the first time I ever bought anything from GameStop and I went in and I bought a brand new game and they and they were I bought the game and they're giving it to me and they unwrap it there <laughs> in front of me and I'm like, what? And they unwrap it they at the time, and this was several years back, and it was like really like it took years before buying anything else. They basically unwrapped the game there um, before giving it to you, so that you couldn't bring it back. Wow, that's I was like, shitty. That's some fucking shit for that's you right there. Really shitty. So, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like GameStop is a failing business. It's got a bad reputation. So what stock investors have been doing has for a while, from what I understand, and I don't totally understand the stock market. So maybe I'm about to like feed out some bad information here. So I can, I can exactly, I can tell you the stock market because I don't believe in stock market at all. Yeah. To me, yeah. the stock market is bullshit because the stock market is a, is a, is a thing where you buy stock that has value until you try to sell it. Right. Right. And, and of course you can sell like little pieces of shit here and there, but nobody buys stock and like, I'm going to buy five shares of this and five shares of that. No, you know, you buy big shares of things, but then when you try to unload those big shares and people are like, well, wait, someone's selling big shares of this. There must be a problem here. And then all of a sudden those big shares drop down in value. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so it only has value as long as you don't try to sell it. What the <laughs> fuck? I don't need that. <laughs> and apparently you can only that's play it if you're like actually a millionaire because otherwise people get mad. That's, that's what I've learned from the GameStop thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, like having stock is like being the uh, the manager of Jack Foxworthy, right? <laughs> it's like he only has value as long as he doesn't perform. Because <laughs> then when people are like, "Oh, this is what you call jokes," oh fuck that! God, that would be a hard job. Wow, I never <laughs> thought about that. But yeah, so basically, what stock investors have been doing for a while with GameStop stock has been shorting, which I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent clear. I've only learned about it as a result of all this. Because you, you you're not a strong investor. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a millennial. Like I'm. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't put that in there. I, I could use the practice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm a millennial. I'm never gonna own like real estate or be able to invest in the stock market or any of that shit. So why learn about it before now? And only now because it's funny. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so like they're shorting, which basically the really, really, really dumbed down version of shorting is that you're taking a gamble on a business failing because if a business zeroes out, then you don't have to, um, you don't have to like pay back on that. Uh, so 
Uh, let me let me get this thing pulled up here because I had a I had a little explanation screenshotted on my phone just to make sure. Um, so basically, with shorting, you're borrowing shares of a company, and so you sell them immediately, and then you are legally required to buy them back when the price is lower for a profit. So basically, investors have seen for years that GameStop is failing, so they've just been shorting it to a huge extent. Which, of course, is driving the prices down, because if the price hits zero, then, hey, you're no longer required to do that, and then it's just all profit from there. Right. So, jokes on them, a bunch of, a bunch of neckbeards on Reddit, on, on a stock subreddit, saw that GameStop stock was at an all-time low, and they were like, hey, guys, it'd be really funny if we invested in GameStop stock. Well, hold on, I'm sorry. GameStop stock was at an all-time low. Could it <laughs> could it have gotten any lower? I it just... can always get lower, apparently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they bought shit ton of GameStop stock because hey, it's funny. It's a failing business. Let's just buy this shit just to be funny. Come to find out, now all of these hedge fund investors who have been shorting it for years and years and years would can't buy the stock back, which they're legally required to do because these people have the stock. <laughs> Right, And so they're trying to buy it back, but these guys are refusing to sell. And the fact that they're refusing to sell has now made the stock skyrocket. So, and the whole thing is they're supposed to be buying it back yep, at, a, at, a, at a lower, at a lower price. price. So like their options are they're either going to lose all their money or they're basically just going to get bankrupted. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what's been going on with that. And that's what all those uh, headlines that you've seen have uh, have been about. Has <laughs> been that what was supposed to just be a dumb joke amongst Redditors is actually single-handedly destroying the stock market. And I don't think I could be much happier about that myself. I gotta say, I think it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. That, you know, I've got some people from friends that you know are, are serious investors and things like that. And obviously, if they're serious investors, they wouldn't invest it in GameStop. Yeah. Uh, but... So I do feel, you know, as the, as the market's crashing, I do feel for them. But yeah, that that's kind of funny. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that's that's did did I ever tell you about the about the NPR story um, about during the housing the housing crash and all this shit that happened with that? That sounds vaguely familiar. It's uh, I, I I would recommend anybody listening. I really I got it. It was a couple years ago, so I couldn't tell you like what it like. Like what? But if you go to if you go to NPR and be like you know look up the this story about the the whole like uh, when the uh, when the the housing crisis you know the, with the mortgage crash and all that kind of stuff. But right, right. You <clears throat> you had all these all these houses that uh, you know people couldn't pay and they were all being foreclosed on and stuff. And I forget the guy because he was um he basically he was a piece of shit guy that his father was a big deal. And he, you know, it's like one of those things like, where- Dad owns a dealership. Right. <laughs> it, it was like his dad was like a big deal. And um, I forget what that uh, that one investment company was, um, but uh, like, like JP Morgan, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So his dad was a big deal in that. And so, of course, he went to school, you know, and he graduated, <laughs> um, you know, in the same way that Tommy graduated, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, John Hancock, it's Herbie Hancock. So, uh, and then he gets a job at JP Morgan doing nothing. So he ends up finding out about all this stuff, but basically what, what it all boiled down to was, you know, because of the whole, uh, the government backing the, the loans mm-hmm. that, uh, when all these people, um, all these, these, uh, houses started being foreclosed on because of the bank and stuff, well, they were all insured by, by the uh by the government by the 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 feds and they were like well we don't want to have to pay on all these things it's way too much so the this guy found out about it all and he was like well um basically they gave him for free I mean, like he didn't pay shit for it. They like gave him this thing. This is kind of an abridged version because it's been like two years since I heard this story. Right. But right. they gave it to him. Um. And then it was like, oh, so, so then he would basically be responsible and he was going to be like selling the houses. But then he contacted another guy. This is all like, you know, like downtown, like, you know, done in Broad Street. Yes, I know it's Brad Street, but done in Broad <laughs> Street, you know, he contacts somebody else in another like, um, like investment firm and tells him, you know, the houses, he's like, I will sell you these houses. Right. Right. That you can then 
foreclose on. Um, and of course, he got them all for free. Uh-huh. So he's going to sell them to this guy. And then the guy's going to basically, um, they're foreclosing on these houses. He sends a bunch of people out there. They had these like mobile desks that they would just set up. And people are trying to save their house. They're trying to like, you know, get them from the bank. But like, but these people are like, yeah, fuck you. And you're saving your house and everything. It's like, we're going to buy it back. So they were buying these houses. And then they're like, well, we don't want to kick you out of your home. You can stay in your home. You just have to abide by our, um, you know, by our, our guidelines or whatever. And they would have the, like the, the mortgage would be like more than what it was before or something like that. So people then couldn't afford to live in the homes. Right, right. So they were buying these homes, telling people they could, that they were going to stay them because they didn't, they didn't want to foreclose on them. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of this whole agreement thing. But then they made it so that people couldn't afford to stay in them. The people then foreclosed on them because they couldn't afford, but they're like, well, we were trying to work with them and everything. We yeah, didn't want to kick them out. Yeah. So then they foreclosed on them. So then when they foreclosed on them, they're like, well, you know, they foreclosed on these houses. Hey, um, hey, federal government, I got all these houses, man, these people foreclosed on, you insured them all. Basically, in the end, the federal government still had to pay on all these wow. things that they gave to this guy for free that he <laughs> then sold to somebody else to sell to make money so everybody made money except for the government and then they still foreclosed the houses and the government still had to pay on the shit that they gave away for free. God, that's shitty. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? They like, Man, this shitty. does not make sense. Like, how did you guys do this? And they gave them to them for free. Right, yeah. And I'm like, that's insane. Right. And, and the whole thing was, the whole point of it all was for them to foreclose and all and get the government money. <laughs> that was like the whole thing. It was this whole twisted back and forth <laughs> thing around to do that just so you could end up getting that and foreclosing on it. I was See, like, both, whoa. Both that <clears throat> and this situation with the stock market proves that the system is broken, but it was designed broken. Like, it, it's not like, oh, they were trying to make a workable system for people and it just failed. It's like, no, you purposefully made it fucked up and people have found out ways of exploiting it. Yeah, it's it's weird because like it's almost it's it's almost the opposite of uh, of <clears throat> when you're building something where you're like, okay, I built something and I need you guys to see if you can break it, right? Because right. then I know where the vulnerabilities are. Yeah, like bringing in a white hat hacker or something, right? To, to find like breaches in your security. It, it's it's almost like um, it's almost like building a pyramid, mm-hmm. you know, to where. When they, um, you know, when the pharaohs have, were, were having their slaves and everything build these pyramids, knowing that in the end it's like, okay, well, yeah, we're going to like, you know, like Ramas, Rama, comma, uh, let me use my favorite one, uh, Ra Amin Ka, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to die. Pharaoh Ra Amin Ka is going to die. He's going to be buried in this tomb. Oh, and by the way, all of his favorite like uh, servants are going to be buried too. You guys will still be alive. You know, he'll be dead. <laughs> so when they were building the pyramids, they built in escape routes mm-hmm. for themselves. And it's kind of like that. It's like, we're building this system, but while we're building it, I'm going to build in these back doors here well, yeah. so that I can exploit it or so I can get out of shit real quick. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's like, it's like you, you guys are, you, you're building it all the wrong way. I'm surprised this thing even stands. Right. You, you got to wonder how many servants got buried with the Pharaoh without building a back door before they realized like, guys, we should maybe make escape routes for this kind of shit. <laughs> right. It's like. It's like they're reading off the Pharaoh's will, and it's like, and I want Phil and Jesse buried with me. It's like, do I now? <laughs> Excuse me. That's what. That's when you accidentally slip up when you're like when you're doing the engraving, and it's like it's like he said, Phil and Jesse. No, no. See, that's uh, there's no space. That's one word. Phil and Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil and Jesse. Uh, you, you were right here somewhere. <laughs> there's Phil and Jesse in the room. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, I just I I thought I I thought that it was pretty interesting. Uh, one of the people on my team is like really big into following the stock market, so he was talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I've seen the headlines, you know, like you, I'd seen the headlines, hadn't really looked into it. So when I started actually reading about everything that went down, I was like, that is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. You know, I I think it's funny, and it it really shouldn't be funny. Um, but I do think it's funny how how people on Reddit. We'll get together and they'll be like, and someone, someone just be like, Hey, you know what? We should do this just for fun. And it was like, all right, let's do that. And they do it in like, and like shit just starts crashing around. It's like, yeah. and, and, it's, and there's, there's, there's no real malice. It's just like, let's just have fun. It's kind of like, um, 
uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, when yeah. They, when they were when they were digging the hole. Do you know about that? That sounds vaguely familiar. What happened with that? So, so normally around Christmas of every year, Cards Against Humanity will be like, "Hey, we're gonna have this Christmas thing, right?" One year, like they sent you like a like a, it was like a, a gift a week or or a day or whatever, and the one thing that they sent was like, "Oh, here's like a um, this paper, and like here are all the." Like what congressmen or whatever, and like where all their money like gone to, <laughs> it, it is so great. Uh, and then they they enjoy them. So one year though, they're like, hey, this year though, um, we're not sending anything out. We're gonna dig a hole. So they they got a uh, they got a bulldozer, and they're like, uh, we're gonna dig a hole. And the more money you guys donate to us, the longer we can dig this hole. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do with the hole? Nothing. What are we gonna, it's like, what's, what's the word we're digging a hole for? Nothing. Is the money that we're donating going to go to something? No, it's going to dig a hole. So the money that people were donating were basically going to pay for the rental of the bulldozer to dig a hole. And that's all it did was just dig a hole. And people pay this thing, dug a hole for like, you know, several days to a week. And you can actually like, I think they had a live feed. You just watch this thing just digging a hole. And they're like, you know, so, and people, they, they had like whole FAQ was like, you know, and what is this thing? No, we're digging a hole. That's all it was, was digging a hole, you know? And then eventually people stopped, you know, it was like, after a while, it's like, okay, well, this is fun. Now it's done. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that. It's like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to dig a hole. And the more you pay us, the longer we can dig this hole. And they're like, okay. And it's it's, it's so funny to see like Reddit stuff like that. Where someone yeah. just like, you know, like you see people like, hey, um, everybody like, uh, upvote this so this would be like the top search thing when when you like like google this or whatever right and people just like you know think all right you know it's i think the issue of what happened here with the stock market is that all the hedge fund investors kind of pulled a christian and instead of just ignoring the trolls and like Oh, you know, they're, they're going to get tired of having GameStop stock eventually. No, instead they were all going, no, no, stop. We want, we got to buy this. You got to let us buy it back. And of course, when you're doing that, it's Reddit. So of course they're going to be like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to keep this. <laughs> I really like this stock. I think I'm going to keep it for the rest of my life. And it, it's, you don't it's, understand. It's GameStop, man. It's GameStop. GameStop stock, I mean, it's GameStop. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, they they did exactly what Christian would do. Was like, no, no, I want all this stuff about my house off the internet. It's like, well, now it's gonna be on there forever. Way to go, dude! <laughs> Good job, idiot. Oh man, that is that is that is hilarious to me. <laughs> it, just, it gets better and better the more I read about it. <sighs> I, I mean. You know, you know, early when we were kind of like just flipping through channels before we started recording, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf of Wall Street was on. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it's like it's it it's like they, those same practices um, are you know are still alive. Uh, uh, did I? Um, I think I told you this, and I'm gonna God, I'm gonna have to like you know the the uh, the names of the guilty you know have been as uh, discreetly covered up as much as I can, but. Um, a place that, um, I don't know of that I never worked at, um, that sold, um, uh, um, future protections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a guy that wasn't my friend that I don't know of, um, <laughs> was talking to someone that had a future protection, um, uh, plan let's say that they had bought mm-hmm. and um, they no longer wanted this future protection plan at this particular uh, company and they wanted to move it to another one mm-hmm. but they had borrowed money from it that had to be paid back right right and um, the only way to you know pay the money back and it was it was like maybe it was several thousand maybe could have been like a it wasn't a hundred thousand it wasn't that but i knew it was maybe 40 to sixty thousand. as the story was not told to me to somebody else that just happened over here right <clears throat> and uh but they wanted to do it there like their whole thing was like, i want to get this done this week so i and we're like well you'd have to you know write a check and well i was like well i want to get something can i can i um wire it to you and like well we don't have wire thing and so the place made an exception to accept a wire 
to pay this whole thing off so that the person could then take their future protection from this company and move it to another company. Mm-hmm. So not a big deal. It's just like, okay, you make an exception. And, uh, and it, because it was the wire th- uh, transfer and it took a, it was a big one, you know, it took a lot of like higher up si- like signatures and stuff to get all that done. So that's not the, the big deal. The big deal was the person that was doing all that may or may not have been someone that was part of the whole 1980s Wall Street like uh. thing with like <laughs> Mike Milken and all of them. Yeah, huh? This particular person may or may not have been the one that ratted all of them out <laughs> for a lesser <laughs> sentence and used the money that they kept from that <laughs> to purchase this future protection. Holy shit. <laughs> that they then brought money off of and then, of course, still had a shit ton of money left over because that's how all that worked. Right. Because all those guys back then, you know, they had all this money. It's like, well, you're going to have to pay these people back. And it's like, okay, sure, but... You know, I stole like hundreds of millions and you're making me pay back like 30. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, after I do time in Club Fed. You right. Know? Yeah. You know, and, and I know Club Fed, you know, they were always talking about them having tennis courts and stuff like that and everything. But the thing is, though, like, I don't have to worry about Mike Milk and trying to like, you know, rape me in the ass, you know, right. in the shower, you know. <laughs> Real rape you in the ass prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> The, the, the worst he'll do is like glue a hundred dollar bill to the ground and then they'll all make fun of, of, of me, you know, while I'm trying to pick it up. It's like, I can't get it up. I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> look at him. He's spending so much time for a hundred, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, okay. You know, they're, they're not, that's the thing is like, it, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to have like swimming pools and tennis courts and, you know, caviar every day. The fact that I'm in prison and I get TV and I don't have to worry about somebody raping me in the ass, right. you know, that's not prison. <laughs> you know, that's not prison. <laughs> that's just like that's like that's like one step up from home because it because you know, home I'm not even guaranteed three meals a day, right. no matter how small they are. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is I don't want to be here. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind going to prison, going to one of those prisons for five or ten years when I know I've got several hundred million waiting on me. Right. And again, the other big part of that is I don't have to worry about somebody trying to rape me in the ass. Yeah. Or, or you know, I keep saying rape me in the ass or rape me in the mouth. I mean, yeah. you know, not, not one gotta, of those are keep fan of mine. options open, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, they may not have been like, like you know, like a like a day spa, but still, you know, it had disadvantages that most places don't. Yeah, yeah. While you still get to keep all your hundreds of millions of dollars, which, by the way, while you've been sitting there, like, you know, for 10 years, has been untouched and just accruing and accruing and accruing. Mm-hmm. So when you get out, it's like you pay off your debt with the with the interest that you that, that your right. money earned. So. I mean, like, from what I hear, like, if you have three million in the bank, then you can just live off of that interest. So if he's got, like, that many millions, then it's like, yeah, he'll, he'll never, <laughs> never have another problem again. Yeah. So, fuck that guy, right? right. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's pretty smart, though, man. You know, you see, you see the, you see the axes coming down. You're like, hey, I'm gonna get ahead of this thing, yeah. And you know, I'm gonna make a deal. I'm gonna rattle them out, and uh, because I mean, I, people say this, like, you know, I can't believe you ran me. Out. But when the axe is falling, the axe is falling, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and you know, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you, you know, it's it's falling, you know. Uh, it's not like a guillotine where it's all coming down at one time. It's slowly falling. So it doesn't matter if you're on the first cut, if you're on the end cut, you know. Right. <laughs> um, what you want to do is you want to get ahead and you want to be you want to be just under the handle. Be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm still feeling the impact, but you know, at least I don't get sliced. <laughs> See, that kind of reminds me, I don't remember what the story was, but it was some guy who ran a business and as he was getting arrested, he hired himself on as an outside consultant so that he'd stay on the payroll for his own business. So he just kept on getting an annual salary every year while he was in jail. Wow. Does that, uh, does that ring a bell? Cause that, no, but that's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he basically created the position for himself and was like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a consultant. And I mean, yeah, this shit. I wish I could remember who that was. Damn. That's, that's, uh, that's, 
pretty it's pretty smart yeah oh yeah he, he he came out of it like well ahead of the game by the end of everything so so it's a bit of a jump of subject but uh we, we were also going to talk about Resident Evil, right? Yeah, so you were talking about the, about the Resident Evil memes, which, unfortunately, I, I know nothing about. So, so you're completely in the dark about this. Yeah, I've, okay. I've been, I've been in, in my in my, my Hobbit cave. You know? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what's going on in the well, world right now. The internet has fallen madly in love. Uh, so they've started showing some, some demos and some footage of Resident Evil 8. Which uh, looks incredible, I will say. And, uh, you know, I, I was very fond of Resident Evil 7. I thought it was a phenomenal horror game. Um, back when we were still doing gameplay, we had it on the docket to do that. Which we'll, we'll get to it someday. We will. But, so uh, is this going to end up turning out to be like Resident, e- uh, Resident Evil 2077? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. I'll show you a. I'll show you a picture here. Okay, good. The, all these memes are stemming from the villain of this story, or at least the villain as we're seeing in the demo. And uh, this villain is, I think, I think her name is Lady Demetriusu or something like that. It's it's some kind of fancy ass name, but uh, basically, this this villain is a an extremely busty, tall Victorian looking vampire chick. She's like eight foot tall, gigantic gazungas, and the internet has just fallen madly in love. Well, this could not. And that's that's the point here. Is like, this is literally like ninety percent of my sexual fantasy here. How am I supposed to experience fear in a horror game <laughs> when I desperately want this woman to come crush my windpipe? <laughs> <laughs> Like this, this totally redefines the whole fear boner thing. <laughs> so I'm gonna spend most of my time in Resident Evil running around trying to find a stepladder so I can climb that mountain. <laughs> but yeah, this this is like the most popular screenshot that's been going around. But like she she has to stoop to go through doorways as she's chasing after you. And and yeah, like I have seen so much fan art and cosplay, and like I. I mean, I get it. I get why people are into it, right. but it's like it's it's just downright hilarious. But like, just just the first time before I ever even saw the screenshot, just hearing people talk about it and like, oh yeah, it's like this eight foot tall vampire chick with giant knockers. It's like, yeah, that that's not scary. That's like really hot. Yeah, I, I will have to say that. I think I have. I would have to draw the line at eight feet. Um. Uh, cause that's that's a little too tall for me. Cause cause all cause every, every, everything I want is out of reach. So like so so think, think about think about like so think about think about different like positions. Okay, whether with them being eight feet tall, they're no longer in alignment with you. Mm-hmm. Um. So think about uh, like a like a cowgirl, right? It, it's it they're 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 too far away. That's true. Doggy, they're too far away. I mean, just you know, missionary. It's too far away. Like, like you, you think it'd be great, but then your head's in her navel, and <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we need to get like a, a life sized cardboard cutout here for uh, for research purposes. Yeah, to actually for, see for, how it to see how it all lines up you for know? research. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I got to draw the line at six ten. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, that's that seems reasonable. So I don't know. Tall is definitely good. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you know, at like eight feet, you can. She can just pretty much have her way with you and put you in whatever position needs to, needs to be for everything in reach there. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> she, you had me at eight feet. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do to you? I sure do. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But yeah, like, nobody's treating it like a horror game now. Like, it's been nothing but, like, thirst posting and horny comments, and it's kind of hilarious. What? Horny yeah, comments imagine and Imagine on the internet. <laughs> Those people need to grow up, I swear. <laughs> I just can't stand immaturity. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. <laughs> they, give, uh, they give the rest of us a bad name. <clears throat> kind of the way that Bon Jovi gives love a bad name. Yeah. 
Good old John Bovey. Oh, man, so, that's that's uh, that, I I didn't know that you're always like really good about bringing me like new internet shit that I don't know anything about. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that that is quite wonderful, I have to say. Oh, it's oh, it's good stuff. It's been worth it just for the cosplay, which oh. nor- normally I don't I don't get all horny over cosplay, but there's oh. there's been some good cosplay. <laughs> yeah, see, that's where I, trouble comes into paradise. <laughs> Is because if you're talking about eight feet and you're talking about about cosplay, which, you know, is all cool in the gang, right? Is that um, probably the majority of your cosplay Mm -hmm. is probably going to be guys, tall guys Hmm. cosplaying. And uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. You know, that's when you accidentally fall into that Admiral Akbar. Right. It's uh, a trap. (laughs) So... You know, but hey, my dreams are my dreams. <laughs> I'm tempted. You're just saying. <laughs> These are my dreams. And you can't have them. <laughs> Come on, Internet. Just let me have this. <laughs> just, just let me have my sexual fantasy. Why can't you take care of me? I took care of you. <laughs> <laughs> also, but speaking of me uh, foisting Internet shit upon you, um... Uh, apparently things have been busy with Chris Chan and I, I had fallen out of the loop for a couple of years. That's surprising. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, apparently um, apparently there's been a dimensional merge between our world and Quickville. Quick Quickville? Quickville, yeah. Um, Chris's imaginary world. Quickville, Virginia, just north of Charlottesville. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. So apparently that that dimension where all the Sonichus live, there's there's been a dimensional merge, which he talked about for years. Like there there has been talk for years of this happening, and according to Chris, it has happened, and now there's officially been a dimensional merge. Yep. And uh, Chris Chan and Sonichu have swapped bodies. Sonichu is currently living in Chris's body, and uh, Chris is over in the Quickville dimension, living in Sonichu's body. Huh. So, uh, yeah, Sonichu's been talking on Twitter about praying to Chris, the goddess of the Quickville dimension. And uh, it's it's some trippy shit, man. I, I'm sorry. I just, and I, I don't know why this came as a shock to me. It, it did. <laughs> and I have no idea why it came as a shock to me. I was like, wait, Chris Chan's on Twitter? But I mean, of course he would be. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I was thinking like, like what? Why? Like, Chris Chan, like, no, of course he would be. Like, I'm like, ah, jeez, you're, you're so damn stupid, you know? <laughs> yeah, Chris is more active on Twitter than either of us. Or I guess more appropriately, Sonichu is more more active on Twitter than either of us. So Yeah, well. I'm as active as I want to be. <laughs> I I want to be more active just because I know that'll get more eyes on my art. But I've I've been pretty lousy about producing art lately. I can't stand Twitter. But yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't um, I don't really like the the feed. Like it it it's just kind of difficult to navigate. Like Instagram, I can sort of see the inherent logic of, but. Twitter, I've never been able to make sense of. It's just like people's just random ass thoughts. Like, why do I don't give a shit about it? Or like, or just I like, why do I, I mean, like kind of like, you know, we, we do our thing and we say our stuff and it's, it's all, it's all great. Right. Mm-hmm. But just whenever we feel like talking about something, like who really gives a shit about, about whatever just random thing we talk about, like, man, I can't stand being in the grocery store. Like, you know, I'm like, like, I don't give a shit about that. You know, do your mom's think we're funny and shut the fuck up. I mean, I mean, that's, uh, I, I, I can't. Anyway. What gets me is the stuff that like, you know, like, uh, like ranker and shit like that always is like, these are the most viral tweets this week. 30 viral tweets that made us laugh. And it's like, it's shit that it's like, how the fuck did this get viral? Yeah. I, I, where it's like, yeah, the men are like this. And it's just like some generic ass statement about men. It's like, okay. <laughs> right. So it's like BuzzFeed, all they are now is like, here's a 20, like there's 20 of the things that, the, from the internet that'll make you laugh. And I'm like, I doubt that seriously. Plus, right. who the fuck so listens, like, like, like reads BuzzFeed? I'm like, what? Right. Ugh. 
Uh, they try so hard to sort that shit by category, too, where it's like, 20 wholesome memes that made us smile this Wednesday. I, I don't understand how, how you can be BuzzFeed. You can be, we're going to do like 20 bullshit, whatever they are, clickbaity things. And then also, oh, by the way, here's some breaking news about something that's really important. But like, wait, what? I, <laughs> like, no, you you can't be both. You can't you you can't be this clickbaity like random shit from the internet that we just picked up and then also be like oh we want to bring you hard hitting news <laughs> that 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 would be like 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 my my you know like my my like I don't know like I'm just gonna say CNN but CNN anger man being a clown right you know or, or like, in this case being like 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 Shaggy Tudo from the Insane Clan Posse. <laughs> But, but the whole time, he's seriously delivering you the news. <laughs> I'd watch it. I mean, I'm like, like yeah, but it's like, like any minute now, you know, there's like, uh, like you're expecting him to do something like a, like, you know, you know and then like, like when, when it's like, like this just in, like the little hatchet man comes like running across the screen. It's like, oh, this just in, you know. I would legit watch the shit out of some ICP news. <laughs> Uh, the ICP News Network. <laughs> Film at 11. Fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Reddit's putting stock in chicken heads. You should know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Um, so you were mentioning that you uh, had some stuff about in-game you wanted to bring up? Or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, just... As, as I'm... As I'm... I'm you know, off to do just kind of, you know, like going through like TV, trying to find something to watch. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's one of the things I hate about streaming services mm-hmm. uh, is because I, I've always um, enjoyed just kind of like just channel surfing. Yeah. And just like something catches my eye and uh, and I was and I'll kind of start looking at a little bit of it. it's like this is something I want to watch further and you'd be surprised how many good movies I've found that way just like they're in there maybe 15 minutes in maybe 30 minutes in and I'll just kind of pick it up and just be like okay this is interesting yeah and like oh okay like wow all right yeah I'm not gonna watch any more but I'm gonna you know watch it from the beginning or maybe I'll watch it all the way through and then next time it's on I'll watch it from the beginning and pick the whole thing up mm-hmm. found a lot of good movies that way <clears throat> but with streaming services. You have to know what you're going after. Right. And sometimes right. I don't want to invest in the first 15 to 20 minutes of a movie only to find out that this is shit, you know? And it's like, I, 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 I'm either going to watch a particular thing or whatever. So it's one thing I hate about streaming services is, is that, and I like just kind of like randomly picking up a movie. Like, like I know, um, like uh, let's say like a movie I've seen tons of like, like uh, Usual Suspects. Right, right. right. Usual Suspects is a movie that it could be edited for for freaking Nickelodeon, and I will watch it because I love that movie so much. <laughs> I mean, I've watched it. I've watched it. You know, unedited. I've watched it edited, and it was like, oh, the Usual Suspects on. Oh, it's edited for TV, like you know, like like network TV. Right. You know. Oh, now I'm just and, trying to picture what a Nickelodeon edit would look like of the Usual Suspects. <laughs> And, uh, Who's and, Kobayashi Drake? <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll watch it because I like, I, I just think the movie is that great. You know, Christopher McQuarrie is brilliant. Oh, so, a um, fantastic movie. So, um, but then, like, you can't do that. I can't do that with streaming service. I can't just start watching Usual Suspects at, like, the 20 minute mark, unless I'm going to fast forward all the way through it. So, anyway, so I, I, you know, randomly, like, just kind of, I don't really feel like investing myself in anything big or I just want to watch a little bit of something. So, of course, you know, I end up finding myself even in the TNT, TBS, like, end of the spectrum. <clears throat> and I'm watching, like, either something Marvel or something DC, you know. They're so far past the uh, the Beastmaster mode now that right. that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, Endgame's been coming on a lot uh, lately. And, of course, I find myself watching Endgame. Um it's been because it's a good movie and it, and it, it's weird for a movie to be that damn long and for the first like hour and a half of it just to be, and I don't want to say it's nothing, but it's just like story building. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just, it's an hour and a half of story building and just these characters and what's going on. So, um, <clears throat> so I actually end up watching it and stuff like that. And there was a couple of things I picked up on that, um, that I, I found really kind of interesting. And that's one of the things that, you know, we did a whole thing about Marvel movies and stuff like right, that. Right. So, but it's one, it's still, it still uh, persists 
even as we move along to this phase where it's like it's still building on something that I that uh, I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you uh, for any of you that have a uh, Disney Plus, and they've got a lot of the like little things out there like deleted scenes or alternate versions of scenes right. out there for stuff and and you can kind of see like you know apparently originally in game there was going to be a point where the heroes were all going to like during the battle they were all going to kind of meet up at this trench and like like okay we've got to form a battle plan here mm-hmm. and there's this whole scene they're like yeah but that didn't make any sense to us it didn't it didn't it didn't flow organically like how would like so there's other people still fighting but they all kind of get together here and it's like okay let's take a time out here right. and like there's like you know and then there's alternate versions of like Hulk meeting the ancient one how that originally went down hmm. little stuff like that and they, and they kind of talk through like we originally had it this way but then the story changed and we we're like that doesn't work for this part of the story so it was kind of like really cool anyway so again like I said just this the, the whole the whole building of that and with the whole rest of the universe and stuff <clears throat> So, like I said, just two things that I that I picked up on that I thought was really kind of cool. Um, I'm not even sure which one. And so many people are like, well, yeah, we knew that. Um, but I thought it was neat. Um, and I'm not even sure which one I want to go with first because I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I'll go with this one. So, when they're fighting Thanos at the end. Right. And Thanos, um, and I think it's interesting because Thanos grabs um, uh, Stormbreaker. Yeah. And he just picks it up and he's going to use that axe, the, the, the axe end of it to push it into, um, into Thor's chest, yeah. right? And Thor's trying to hold it back and he's pushing it down, which is funny because that's exactly what Thor did to Thanos. Of course, he has no idea because right. it <laughs> hasn't happened for him yet, to him yet or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mjolnir gets picked up and thrown and like wallops him in the back of the head. And then it comes back and he grabs and, you know, Cap grabs. You see Cap's got the shield. He's got meal in there. And it's, it's that scene. And yep. Thor's like, I knew it. It's such a good scene. Thanos turns. Well, he grabs Thor and like slings his ass somewhere. Yeah. And he turns and he starts going towards Cap. He's completely unimpressed. Mm-hmm. Because he has no idea about the enchantment on Milner and that Cap should not be able to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is so awesome. He's like, okay, so it's, it's just like if you pick up somebody's gun, yeah, you know, yeah. and just you know, he's like, okay, so you grabbed his hammer, big fucking deal. It's All like right, we're gonna do this, okay, right? And he <laughs> and like the Thanos is like, oh yeah, okay, but it's like, no, no, you don't understand. He, he's not not just anybody can pick it up, like yeah, you know, yeah. but for him, but he has no idea, so he's just like, uh huh. And I love that. And I looked, I was like, oh yeah. He's completely unimpressed because he's like, he doesn't know. Now, like, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you would just think that you have to remember, like, you know, when you're doing this kind of thing, it's like, yeah, he doesn't know. He's like, whatever. Um, uh, and that's, uh, that, that's kind of cool. And, yeah. um, and I could go on with, you know, Thanos has, um, he, he has a lot of echoes of Ultron in how he looks at things. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite. Ultron still has way, way more humanity than Thanos does. Oh, you know? yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, in um, in uh, Infinity War, you know, you, you can kind of see Thanos' whole idea of like, yeah, okay, you're saving the galaxy. You're saving people. And when he talks to Gamora, he's like, have you been to your planet? Like, these people have not gone hungry. They don't know what any of this stuff is like. It's been beautiful for them mm-hmm. because I did that. But then when you get to, like, Endgame is like, yeah... Um, so you guys are showing me that if I'm going to, if I'm going to save humanity, I really just really need to remake it from scratch. It's like, that's when you get into, you know, like, <laughs> like you did, like the wrong end of it. It's like, no, that's when you start fucking shit up, you know, right, right. That, that's when, when you become like, you know, like a dictator uh, of the universe. <laughs> um, and then you're like, yeah, now I'm no longer on board with your plan there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, and then, and then, of course, when he kind of starts losing and he's like, you know, just rain fire. And he goes, but sir, you know, you know, our people is like, he's like, motherfucker, I said rain fire. <laughs> he's like, did you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> you know? yeah, stutter. Right. <laughs> uh, but again, you know, he's like, yeah, but, you know, when I win, I'll remake them all, you know. Yeah. And plus his, his, his. Whatever those creatures are, those things are mindless anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. but yeah, it's like you know, the it, at that point, like ends justify the means. But of course, when you got the Infinity Gauntlet, it's like you know, I, 
it, I'll make it however I need it. Yeah, reality I need to can be. be whatever he wants it to be. <laughs> it's like remember when you hey remember when you were losing it and you rained fire down on everybody? Well, no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, me neither. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, so, um, but anyway, I, I'd say I, I thought that was kind of cool. That's like making sure you know just that these people are treated in the silos that they're supposed to be in. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I thought was really, really cool. Um, and again, I'm sure people are like, oh, okay, we already knew this. Like, why are you so late to the party? Um, <clears throat> so let's go back to Civil War. Mm-hmm. Civil War, you've got the big fight at the airport. My man, Clint Barton, oh, yeah. a.k.a. Hawkeye, you know, he's uh, he's dancing with uh, with Black Panther you know, he takes his, his bow after he, you know, shoots a couple of times and then he, you know, he like uh, snaps into like a staff and the string goes in. Yeah. And he swirls in. He's like, he's like, he goes, uh, he's like, we haven't met. He goes, my name's Clint. And Black Man is like, I don't care. Yeah. Right? God, <laughs> and then they fight. <laughs> it, it's, it's beautiful. So I, I love that. So now let's jump ahead to Endgame. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're in the compound Thanos just blows the shit out of the compound, right? And, um, you know, uh, Thor, Cap, and uh, Iron Man make their way out. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Hulk, Rocket, and uh, and Iron Patriot. I'm sorry, um, a War Machine. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that's a much cooler name. No, it's not. <laughs> so they're, they're all trapped below, and then Ant-Man's going to rescue them. And then Hawkeye is, is in a de- different part of it. He's like in like the access tunnels or whatever mm-hmm. and the creatures are chasing him he's got the gauntlet he runs then he runs into evil nebula yep yep and then good nebula or you know present day good nebula and old gamora show up and he's like oh okay well you guys take that i'm gonna take the gauntlet and he goes running off again yep. and, you know shit's yep. going down so he's running with the gauntlet and um and then of course there's the big battle uh and black panther shows up and as he's as he he's he's like he's like Clint, give it to me. Yep, yep. <laughs> Black Panther dies at the end of Infinity War. So Civil War, Hawkeye, Clint goes to prison. He goes to the raft. Mm-hmm. He somehow cuts a deal in between there and um and Endgame right. to where he gets to go home with his family just like um just like Ant Man cut a deal, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, um, so at the end of Civil War, you know, well, sometime between Civil War and Endgame, he cuts his deal and he's at home. He's not seen Black Panther or anything else. Then, of course, you've got Infinity War, which, of course, he has absolutely no knowledge of. So that's why when his family disappeared, he's like, hey, what the fuck? Right, Where did right. we go? You know, in the middle of nowhere. Um, Black Panther dies because he, you know, gets snuffed away with the, with the snap. Right. So he doesn't show back up then until, you know, everybody shows up at the end of Endgame. He has not seen Hawkeye since then. Yep. And when he shows up, he says, Clint, give it to me. <laughs> he's like, and I'm like, that's so badass. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, hey, my name's Clint. He's like, I don't care. But obviously, he did care. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I love that. It's like, you think it's a, it's a small <laughs> moment there, but you realize that, yeah, it's like he, you know, Black Panther took note of that, you mm-hmm. know. This guy's name is Clint. It's all well and good. And then, and then, you know, when they see again, he's just like, you know, give it to me. Yeah. And I don't even know if Hawkeye even was like even aware. Cause again, this is his second time seeing him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always those little throwaway lines that really make you see just how brilliant the writing is with the Marvel films. It, Cause like one thing that always stood out with me, um, as they're gearing up to fight Thanos, is that he makes some statement about how how it's so foolish to be overconfident, but as he says it, he takes off his helmet. Yeah. Which is like, why the fuck are you going to take off your helmet for a fight? Because you're overconfident, so... Well, so, the what, what's, great, what's great about that is that even when he decides to rain fire down on, on everything, remember when he, like, when he's looking at the, at the, um... <clears throat> The images are coming from Nebula's head. Yeah. And um, and he's like, you know, I'm going to win. Yeah. And even there at that moment, he's like, I've already read. Cause he's, he, he tells you, he's like, you know, despite everything and all the stuff that happened, he's like, you know, um, he's like, you know, like, 
I'm inevitable. And, and what happened? It brought you back to me. Yep. So he's like, even if I lose this battle, I've still already won. The only reason we're fighting this battle is because I won. Yep. Yep. So, and of course, they get the, they, they, you know, they bring everything back and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, but still, I won, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then the reason he's even fighting that battle isn't even really to win because, again, he's already won. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, very, very. Um, so it's like, so he's he's fighting a battle just almost for the sake of fighting it, or maybe because not even to ensure his victory, because nothing that the Avengers can do can, will change that. Yeah, it's already happened. He's like, it's it's almost like he's like, well, I see now that I did, I you know made some mistakes the first time, and I want to correct those now. But even still, it's um, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I've done this. You yeah, know? it's like you can't change the past, right? So that's um you know, he, so he is he is kind of kind of overconfident, a little cocky, but it's uh, I'm not gonna say it's deserved, but he's like yeah, it's, it's kind of deserved. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you <clears throat> really can't blame it. Um, yeah, and I think we've talked about this on other. Uh, this this might have actually been um, this this might have been a while ago that we talked about this, but like one of my favorite tie-ins with it uh, is. Like in the first Avengers movie, when Stark and Rogers are arguing, and Steve tells Tony, "You were never one to make a sacrifice play," and Tony tells Steve, "Everything special about you came out of a bottle." Right. And so, all these years later, when we get to Endgame, Tony makes a sacrifice play, and, and uh, Steve proves that he's worthy to lift Mjolnir. And it's like it's so cool that they hearken back to that. It is nice. So that that's I think probably like my favorite thing out of the entire MCU is the fact that they did that. You know, I was thinking because I've seen you know I've seen Chris Evans in a lot of stuff, um, and you know if you look at Miss Captain America, you see Miss Captain America. But what I would challenge people to do is go back and watch them and look at him when he's Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and the as Chris Evans as an actor, the way he stands, he always stands shoulders back, and he stands in this like. This, it's not even like a confidence, it's this unmoving pillar of just like, it's not even righteousness, uh, of just strength. Like, yeah. And, and when you see him, it's like he's not, like, I, yeah, I can watch Knives Out, I can watch like, um, um, like the Fantastic Four movies, you know, I can watch, um, uh, oh, what was that movie? Um, I don't really want to go back that far to that that stupid comedy. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, you can see him there, and and there's a big difference between the way he acts there and the way he stands when he's when he's Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and the way he commands a presence, and the way that it's like everything he does is like it's like when he makes a decision, you know, it's something that's, that's well thought out, and he's standing behind every word he says, mm-hmm. and it's and you never see him slouch. You always see him just standing straight like a pillar. And like, and he just commands that room. Yeah. And you really yep. see that in Ultron in that one move and that one scene where you know after Ultron first manifests and they're all talking about it, <clears throat> about Ultron, you know, and uh, what happened. And um, it, it's 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 so. I always think about like when you're for him in a room with all those other actors there, yep. and you've got to convey that, you know, and you're. You know, for him, probably out of everybody there, he's probably the one that has been like maybe the least amount of movies or has right, been acting right. the, the old, well, unless you want to count mystery date board game, but he's the <laughs> one that has been, has been acting maybe the shortest amount of time, but yet he's got to stand there and command all their attention. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I find that very impressive. I think he does a fantastic job with oh, that. Yeah. yeah. He was born for the role. Yeah. Like completely, just absolutely born for the role. But, you know, but you, you say, you know, you go back and you look and you see, like, you go back to one movie and you go back to another and you look at how everything is kind of like how it all, like, connects and plays together, how everyone plays their role so well. Um, and and it, it's it's not even just like the 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 character, like the, the way the actors do it, too. It's also so much of the writing that that really works so well, um, even with like, you know, um you know, you know, I'm a big Hulk fan, so mm-hmm. you know, Mark Ruffalo and his banner and stuff like that, and it's it's everybody, everybody really embodies their characters so well that um, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> you know, there's a, there's a really nice scene that I like in um in Endgame when uh, War Machine and Nebula go off to get uh, their gem. Yeah. And she just, you know, he's, he's telling her like, oh, you know, there's booby traps and stuff like that in here. <laughs> and she reaches right right through the force field thing and she grabs it and she pulls it out and she looks at him and she's like, you know, I wasn't always like this. And he's like, you know, neither was I, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. And he's like, but you, you, you work with what you get, you know. It's like, right, right. I, I love that scene. And, and I'm sure that, you know, they, they purposely put them together, you know, for that scene or whatever. Or may, maybe not. Maybe it's just one of those organic things that happen, you know, as writing. But it's it's so nice to see the two of them. It's like, he's like, yeah, um, you know, we, we're, we're both, you know, kind of you know, what we are, yeah, you know, and this yeah. is, it's, it's the hand we've been dealt and you just, you just keep moving with it. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's kind of the philosophy of like most of the Marvel stuff is that like you, you, you work with the hand that life deals you. Yeah. So I, anyway, but I, like I said, those two things kind of stood out to me yeah, uh, yeah. in watching it. And I was just, and, um, and I was like, I was like, wow, it's like, that's so, um, that, that's that, that, that's so cool. It's just, I love the you say, when they when they kind of go back to different things. Yeah. Um. And uh. And you see it all. I still I still think Stark's wrong in Infinity War when he's getting all pissy at uh, at Cap. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. In, in, in game when he's getting all pissy at him and like you know you say we would do it together and blah blah blah. I'm like yeah, but you mean yeah I, I get it you were trapped out there in space and blah 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 but we were fighting a battle down here too we right. were both fighting the same battle on different fronts and the thing is no matter what we were going to lose where we were right, all together right. in one place or not we were going to lose yeah 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 that's that that was just uh tony being tony yeah so <laughs> i will say the other last thing i'm gonna say about this is um my uh one of my favorite scenes in endgame is when <clears throat> is when Spider-Man has the gauntlet and he's running around and he gets and he quickly gets overwhelmed and he's like activate instant kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love because you know in in uh in Homecoming he's like he's like why instant kill why would you even have that <laughs> and you know when he gets overwhelmed by these creatures and stuff and he's like he doesn't even hesitate he's just like activate instant kill yeah so good <laughs> so good um <laughs> have you seen the meme about Endgame that's like. It's just a picture of Scarlett Johansson, but it's like Black Widow allowed herself to be thrown to her death off the top of a cliff just so she wouldn't have to be part of the girl power scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man! I, 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 and and we've talked. I think we did. We talk about this on the on on mic, or did we just talk about it off mic? Um, the girl power scene. Yeah. I, I I think we talked about it during Let's Watch. Okay. Yeah, because I mean I don't have a problem with it per se. It's just it it one it just seemed forced because you got a mm-hmm. big huge battle scene there and for it's kind of like like a trench scene like how why how would all these people come together for this trench scene right you yeah. take that out but you leave this in and then you've got again people that don't even know each other yeah like yeah. and it's like why would you automatically assume like that they would all that they would all just happen to be not busy at this one moment to come <laughs> together for this and you don't even know like like who nobody fucking knows valkyrie right <laughs> you know it's like none of them know nobody her. Knows her nobody gives a shit about who she is it's a fight right i mean See, for me it's but but you you had a, you had a bunch of female sorcerers right like, or you know from Comatage uh, and like like you know then we happen to show up there yeah for me it's the whole show don't tell thing where it's like you took all that screen time you could have actually shown those female characters doing cool shit by fighting instead of like oh we have to all strike a cool pose for the camera here it's like no you could have taken that thirty seconds and actually had them do shit right and people would have been thinking wow those female characters are really cool <laughs> and it's also the fact that they all just like all came together yeah. you know just like right one I'm like just just uh, randomly yeah. yeah so that's like the only moment out of the movie that I don't like <laughs> which and is why I thought that meme was so good <laughs> that that is funny though uh, shouldn't you actually just made me think of think of another like another scene. Um, damn it! Now it's gone. Um, I derailed everything again. Did <laughs> oh, curses? A Koei's band a thousand. <laughs> oh shit! Well, um, I'm trying to think now if it was uh, 
It was oh um I do I do like the part when Scarlet Witch is uh is fighting Thanos and she's oh, yeah. like you took everything from me is like I don't even know you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I, I love that because it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but he's, he's, he's like, it's just it's like him like kept having a hammer. He's like, what? I, I, what? Yeah, it's like they, they're all facing him in their context. And as far as he's concerned, he's never seen any of these fuckers before in his life. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh, I, that, I think that's funny. It is good. It is. Um, and didn't the directors confirm that if, uh, if Scarlet Witch hadn't been interrupted at that moment, she would have been able to kill Thanos. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. I, I think I read that in an interview or something because she's like stupid strong. So oh, yeah, she is. So there was there was something like that in there. Um, I mean, she was she was kicking his ass. She was oh, doing yeah. a damn good job. Yeah, because she was about to pull him apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I like her. I need to watch WandaVision. I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm waiting till uh get a like another episode or two in. Mm-hmm. That way I can do just like the Mandalorian and just binge it over like two, three days. Yeah. And just yeah. be done. I gotta I gotta marathon the Mandalorian too. Yeah, so But she, there was and there was another scene that I wanted to bring up that was um that was uh is I don't want to say it was cool. It was it was really kind of um interesting um uh, how it worked out but next and now it's now it's gonna i don't even remember which which movie it may have been from um <laughs> but because yeah, you mentioned when you mentioned the whole thing about this is about uh black widow yeah <laughs> well, i think it it, it it made it triggered in my head and now it's it's gone all gone all, all gone. gone well we are an hour into this episode are we really yeah holy shit yeah time flies when you run your mouth about bullshit <laughs> And our moms think we're funny for you. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, well, how do we how do we go from um, GameStop uh, GameStop stock to uh, like in game with a little bit of peppering in there of uh, on a random other stuff and who knows what? Wow. Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> That that's that's our non-topic episodes for you. <laughs> that's yeah. what I like about these these uh, episodes where we don't really have a solid plan. We just kind of cover everything. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes we have like little things like the like the Avengers thing, and I just like I wanted to just kind of talk about it, yeah. but I didn't really have a, a you know didn't have a place to do it. And it's like, what am I gonna do? Like wait until I get a whole bunch to talk about. Like you know, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll add this to the Avengers file for right. later. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people are sick of us like talking about that to death and everything. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was like, I, I said, I saw that and I was like, ah, that, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, it. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I have been a Comey. And my name is Turk182. Yeah. Uh, you should check out our other podcasts. Yeah. We yeah. got a lot of good stuff that we talk about. Got a lot of funny stuff that we talk about. Different things that we talk about and different things that we do. Um, but yeah, this is our mom think we're funny. And you know, the whole purpose of this is to do a little bit of, uh, of informing you, do a little bit of talking, do a little bit of, uh, laughing. And, uh, you know. And if you don't like it, you can listen to another podcast. I always, I'm sorry, when I do this, I always make you think of that scene from the movie Sergeant Bilko. Hmm. It's, it's a remake of the TV series as, um, has Steve Martin in it. Not a great movie. Has some funny moments in it, <clears throat> but the the for me the funniest moment in the entire movie is um you know because Sergeant Bilko is you know he's slack and he lets his his uh, his his platoon just kind of get away with stuff. Plus right. he's all he's you know, he's basically trying to like get everything he can from the government. So he like you know will constant people out of this and constant people out of that and do right. this you know and and so there's uh, like a hard ass like um. He's not a, I think he's a captain, um, uh, is coming there and he's going to be inspecting their barracks. And they're like, and of course their barracks are all torn up. Right. So they go and they switch the, the signs of the barracks with another one. <laughs> and then they all run over there. But the, but the guy, like, they've got this like last minute, they got to get this thing done. Right. And then they all go and they stand outside their rooms. 
And so as you're going through, as it's going through, of course, they were all standing outside the wrong room. So they don't know anything about these barracks. <laughs> and the one guy is in like this, this, this woman's room. And as the guy's going through, he like pulls out like a, like a, you know, it's like a bra. And the guy's sitting there and he's like, and he's like looking at it. And the guy goes, he goes, is my understanding. So you cannot ask me these kind of questions. <laughs> <laughs> and so the other guy is so he's a, he's a white guy he's like uh in this black guy's like uh like room quarters and uh and the guy's looking at this like family photo of this black people this white guy and he goes he's like and who is this he goes uh that is the cast of my favorite tv show the african-american hour he goes it's funny but it also makes you think. <laughs> so when I'm doing a sign off, that's what I'm like. And we're like, hey, we're, we, we make you laugh and everything. And, and, and that's what makes me think of it. It's like, you know, we're, we're funny, but we also make you think. Yeah. <laughs> we, we want to challenge you to be better people. <laughs> Not better than us. You know? <laughs> oh, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we don't want you getting all highfalutin there. <laughs> Just know you'll only ever be a close second to us, but, uh, but you, you matter. So that's right. You'll never be Billy the Kid. You only be the man that shot Billy the Kid. <laughs> anyway, right. bye everybody. Zang yo. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand.